Welcome to the Podcast Connector. I'm Christina Rice, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Kelsey Goldstein and Abby Frank. We run the Podcast Connector, a service that connects podcast hosts and aligned guests, like a dating service for podcasts. Each week, we'll bring you behind-the-scenes stories and tips about the podcasting world, while also introducing you to some amazing people in health, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and personal development. If you'd like to get booked on podcasts or get connected with aligned guests, head to thepodcastconnector.com. And don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at thepodcastconnector. Let's dive in. All right, so let's talk about corporate work culture because Abby, both you and I have experience (laughs) in that environment, (laughs) which we are no longer in. So it's interesting. I always like asking other people about their corporate jobs because I do feel like even though there are the stereotypes and obviously there is a specific culture, it still really varies Mm -hmm. person to person and job to job. So I'm definitely interested to hear what your experiences were like compared to mine. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. (laughs) So I guess I'll start off by giving just a little bit of background about what I used to do. I used to work at an agency, an advertising agency. So I was working in social media ads and yeah, I worked at, it was like a smaller medium-sized agency that was definitely in the process of growing, but you know, I had to deal with tons of clients and more, it was kind of evolving into a more corporate structure. So I guess I don't have like the true, you know, you're one fish in a sea of a million at a new job, Mm -hmm. fresh out of college experience. But I do Mm -hmm. think that like some of those elements kind of played out in the job I was in. Yeah. I feel like any corporate culture, it's kind of even just a business where you're not an entrepreneur or working for yourself. You don't have that freedom. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're still working for someone else and there's still that nine to five expectation and all these little rules that you have to follow in the corporate culture. Yeah. Um, But I worked in health insurance as my first job out of college. I was a financial auditor even though my degree was in finance, I ended up in the accounting side of things. Um, so it was a huge insurance company and I was definitely one in a sea of a million as we <laughs> <would> just described. <laughs> How was that experience? I'm curious, like, did you like kind of the, I don't want to say anonymity of it, but did you like not having all eyes on you or did you prefer to be seen more for what you were doing? I feel like it really depends on the situation because like even, even in like a big corporate culture where there's a million people in departments and um, you still have like your small department that you Mm -hmm. are, more eyes are on you. And in terms of like the day to day, that makes more sense to like, look at my small team and then like the overarching like benefits and the way that the company is run and the morals and things. That's really the big overarching theme, I guess you could say. So there was kind of a two prong there, but even in like a smaller department, it's very like whatever your director decides I'm using director as the term, but um, your boss decides that's kind of like your own mini culture within the culture of the big company, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. That's how it was for me too. It was interesting because I kind of had both. It was a small enough company. Let's see. I'm trying to think how many people were there for the majority of the time I was there. It started rapidly growing towards the end. Um, (laughs) You're probably about only 30 employees for most of my time there. I was there for three and a half years. 
And so I actually knew the vice president very well and on a personal level, but also at the same time, our team and my director, we had definitely our own subculture within the company. Mm -hmm. So it was like all eyes on me everywhere, really. (laughs) (laughs) That's worse. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, it was good and bad. Like I definitely, and this is the interesting thing to talk about too. Like, I don't know, there's some things I kind of miss about corporate life, but I mean, for the most part, I'm very glad I'm not there anymore, but Mm -hmm. it's nice to be recognized for your accomplishments. And I definitely, that was the first job where I felt like they were acknowledged on a bigger scale. And again, Mm -hmm. with like, depending on the size of your company and how it's structured, you might not get that opportunity. Like it sounds like yours, you know, you're probably not interacting. You probably weren't interacting with like the higher, higher ups of the whole company or on a regular basis. Um, Mm -hmm. but it was nice. Yeah, it was nice to, I guess, have that recognition selfishly um, when I did something good. But then again, yeah. everyone knows if something goes wrong, wrong in that situation <laughs> too. So yeah, it was like, a, yeah, it was an interesting mix, I would say. And as I mentioned, it was kind of transitioning into more like rigid hierarchy as I was leaving. Yeah. And I don't think that fully resonates with me. So I'm kind of glad that that was like when I decided to leave. Yeah, that seems like a perfect time to slide out. I definitely experienced the hierarchy situation. Um, That's something that I didn't love about corporate culture is like, you have to kiss ass basically to get where you want to be. And it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily always about your performance. Oh, a lot of it's favoritism for sure. Yeah. And you could even like work super hard and then there's an HR logistical issue that they have with legal or something that's like, no, you can't be promoted for X amount of years, even though you're doing amazing and that kind of thing. There's all these little like caveat rules in there, but yeah, I, I definitely would say there's positives and negatives. I definitely miss like the camaraderie of like being in an office and like talking to my coworkers about things and going to lunch Um, I was working in the city, so we'd just like go walk to lunch somewhere, you know, and even in the COVID world, I guess that changed, but I definitely (laughs) miss that part. Yeah, for sure. I would say it's interesting too, to reflect, um, and you were, you were at your job, was your job always remote or no, you just said you worked in the city. I'm like, clearly having a brain fart. Anyway, yeah, mine was in person too. Cause I know some yeah. corporate jobs, like you're still working remote. My boyfriend's an example of this. He has definitely a corporate job, but he is full-time remote and on a regional level. So, um, it's just interesting to hear how like those experiences differ too, but were you remote during COVID? COVID? Yeah, we, so. I was remote for a couple of days a week before mm-hmm. COVID. Um, and then once COVID hit, we were totally from home. Yeah. And that's always, that was an interesting shift for me personally too, because I think like you mentioned, one of the perks of being in a corporate setting is you have that camaraderie and like, you know, you can still have coworkers and colleagues and clients that you connect with on a personal level if you're running your own business. But I feel like it's less common. I feel like people that run their own businesses tend to stick online um, unless Mm -hmm. they happen to live in an area where there's a lot of connections. But yeah, for me, you know, I went from an office where like, I was on a close tight knit team and like knew everyone in the office to suddenly remote. And it was interesting to see how my feelings about my job changed once that happened, once that element was removed from it. And I was just stuck with like my work and slack and (laughs) the dynamic really shifted. Like, this is something I still think about today 
Um, and I love my job. And I think that like the team does a great job of communicating over a, a bunch of different, like we use Boxer now. And I think that's mm-hmm. so much more personable than like a written email or a message over Slack, which I was using at my old job. So yeah. I feel like the connections are really strong currently now, even not in the corporate world, but I do think there's like some value to being in a room and sometimes just like bouncing ideas off each other and the energy. I feel like you can feel it. I do miss the occasional in-person client meetings or like going downtown. Um, I would go to like Facebook headquarters for a meeting and they would kind of like get you all inspired and amped up. (laughs) Like those things I definitely miss and they can be done. Like, of course I plan to visit my coworkers um, eventually. It's just not as accessible. I feel like working for myself. So I'm curious what your thoughts and feelings on that are too. Yeah, I um, I definitely had that feeling for sure. When I started to work from home before the pandemic, though, I had a very big adjustment period. Um, it was kind of lonely. I was in this apartment all day long yeah. by myself. I didn't have a dog at the time, so I was really by oh, myself. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that kind of prepped me for the pandemic, but I think a lot of people really had to adjust. And I think even like you said, it makes you kind of reassess your job when you go into this like total lockdown space and even all the fear and things that came around the pandemic. I think everyone kind of just was like, okay, life is precious. And I wasn't paying attention to this before. I was just kind of putting my head down yeah. and driving to work. Going and, through the motions. Yeah. And it kind of made everyone take a pause and be like, is this something that's worth it to me? you know, and even working from home, like you're still on the computer for that many hours, you might not be in your car for a two hour commute anymore, but you're kind of forced to take a look at yeah you're like isolated with your with your thoughts and your feelings about what you're actually doing because there's no distractions but it's funny that you say that because I feel like I worked way more during work from home because I didn't realize how often people would like come over and distract me or my friend would be like let's go grab lunch now like I wasn't moving from my desk (laughs) at all it's really sad when we started working from home at my old job like I was just stationary like so in the zone zoomed in on my computer like literally physically zoomed in and yeah so that's just interesting (laughs) yeah and then you catch yourself being so close to your screen and you're like whoa what am I doing Yeah. And I will say, and I think a lot of people also experience this with the shift to work from home for the most part, it's that you have to, now you're, you're working and living in one environment and you really have to learn how to separate your work from your home life. And this is something I still actively work on. I mean, it's tricky. I'm, I'm lucky enough that we have a separate office, which my boyfriend and I do share. So it can be a little challenging at times, but (laughs) it's definitely better than our previous apartment. I was working in the living room. And we weren't going anywhere ever because it was like the midst of lockdown. And (laughs) I would, I would clock off work and I'm sitting there like literally staring at my computer set up two feet away. And it just felt really hard to separate the two. And I felt a lot of the emotions from my stressful day at work more easily carrying over into my personal life. I don't have that like drive that 45 minute drive home to get myself out of that headspace. And then my home Mm -hmm. environment doesn't remind me of anything of work anymore. It's all combined. So that was a hurdle at first. And I feel like regardless of lockdown, 
um, a lot of people that start working from them for themselves probably go through some things similar. So did yes. you have an experience like that too? Absolutely. I, we kind of had to force ourselves to go on walks immediately after work. Otherwise we would stay on forever, you know, and then you're like, Oh, yeah. let me just log on and do this one thing. So that's how you like cut yourself off. <laughs> yeah. So we kind of just were like, okay, at five o'clock every day, I, whoever like is at a pause, somebody has to remind the other one, Hey, it's walk time. And we shut our computers and just got out of the house. And that was easier in the summer for sure. Cause we're in Michigan. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> we still walked in the snow. It helped for sure. Um, like kind of break things up. Cause then yeah. you've like decompressed your day kind of like you would on a drive home. And then you come home and you're like, eh, I'm done working. Like, let's just make dinner and yeah. hang out and do that. I, I think things like that are so important. I need to be better about them. Um, <laughs> I, do, I do walks during the day to like force myself to actually leave my computer. But yeah. it's funny because I know one of my old coworkers, she said she literally had to force herself to get up from her computer, go outside through her front door, take a lap and then come in through a different door. Like she would come in through her garage or her back door. So it didn't feel like she was re-entering her quote unquote office. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So it's like there's a whole procedure, but it's like, it's so crazy how your brain picks up on patterns and associates mm-hmm. environments and like sights and smells and sounds with a certain feeling. And so it's so important, I think, to have some kind of, I don't know if ritual is the right word, but some kind of like practice in place where you do create that separation for yourself, whether it's just like tucking away your laptop so you don't see it. If you don't have the luxury of like being in a separate room or like you said, breaking up your day and like going to do a different activity to get yourself out of that headspace before you like come back into the same area. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And making sure you like take your lunch because definitely (laughs) I, when I was at my old job, I worked through my lunch every single day. I never yeah. took a break. I was like, Meh, I don't know. I'd rather get off earlier. I'll just work through it. And then I ended up staying on later than I would have anyway. So I think boundaries are a huge piece yeah. to leaving the corporate world because you kind of, like you said, somebody comes up to you and says, Hey, you want to go to lunch? And you're in person and you're like, Oh yeah, I'll go take this break. Like get mm-hmm. me out of this cubicle. You know, I'm curious. Is there a specific policy that drove you crazy? <laughs> At your oh, job. I honestly, I do have to say if I was going to work a corporate job, that place that I worked was probably the best corporate job I could have worked. Yeah. They were very flexible. They were kind of up with the times and like open to work from home and this and that. I think not necessarily a policy for the exact place that I worked, but kind of like an overarching uh, corporate culture policy would be like having to ask permission to live your life. Oh my gosh. Um, Or the guilt that comes with like deciding to. Yeah. (laughs) Like I was too afraid to take time off. Mm -hmm. And even when I was taking time off, I couldn't decompress because I was worrying about what was going to happen while I was gone or what I had to do when I came back. Or even like if I had to go to the dentist and the only appointment I could get is at 1 PM, I'm like, Oh my God, I have to work. Like, what am I supposed to do? Do I have to take vacation time? And I would have to message my boss and be like, okay, I live this far away from the dentist. It's this long to drive there. I don't know how long the appointment's going to be. And it's this long to drive back. And then I had to make up all the time if I didn't want to take vacation time. And like, I would sit in the dentist chair panicking about what time it was because I couldn't look at a clock. That's not living. Like that was kind of the last straw for me. And I was like, I can't even go to the dentist, which I don't enjoy, by the way. 
without uh, worrying about tomorrow work. morning. Oh no. <laughs> I don't have to worry about clocking out. So it's beautiful. Yeah. See, and you can just sit there and breathe and get your dentist work done and not like, yeah, I don't want to take vacation time to go to the dentist. You know, that's just kind of, that I already huge... feel like we don't get enough vacation time in America as it is anyway. and I get to use it <laughs> right. for simple mundane things that you have to do. Right. And that's, that was a huge thing for me. I was like, I just want to be able to go to an appointment and relax just do it whenever I feel and like have it. Faith that like you have it within you to finish whatever you need to for the day. And that like, you do have the flexibility to where worst case scenario, you can work a little later than you intended right. because your schedule is within, you know, your power. So right. Yeah, I think that's interesting. And I also think one thing I really had to learn when I left the corporate world was that time no longer equals perceived success. So for me now, instead of, whereas before it didn't matter how hard I worked, I had to get in my 40 hours. It didn't matter how it looked, but by nature, I'm like a very hard worker. So I was just working my ass off for like nine hours straight every single day, no breaks. And I was completely burnt out because I had to do that then over five, (laughs) five days in a row. And now I'm like, okay, you know what? I am a productive person. I can get things done quicker than most people just because I work best and like, intense quick spurts yeah and that's like, a generator thing <laughs> it is yeah like I'll go really really fast I'm like really in the zone and I'm like okay okay I need a break yes. and uh-huh. um I'm, I'm having to learn that that's okay and that I don't need to be filling every single second with something because when I am yes. doing something I'm being super efficient and like if I don't give myself that grace and that time to like rest in between those efficient bursts mm-hmm. I'm just gonna burn myself out and like it's not a good situation for anyone. Like that's when I make mistakes and that's just when I feel like crap. So it's a really interesting thing. I think learning to listen to like your intuition and what you feel you need in terms of balance of your time, Mm -hmm. instead of just like, here's the guidelines and you, you gotta be working during these hours. And like you said, if I didn't feel great, I was pushing through that. And who knows if that was affecting my work quality, probably instead of like feeling like I could easily take a sick day. Cause I, felt super lethargic. Like I would feel so guilty if I did that. And I'd feel like I'd have to over explain myself every time I did decide to use a PTO day. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah, like, here's my diagnosis. This is the time I'm going <laughs> to the doctor. Here's my doctor's note. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. And like you though, I will say my situation with a corporate job and it wasn't super corporate. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that word is fitting, but it was also really flexible. Um, Mm -hmm. so I did have a pretty good situation. You know, we had to get our 40 hours in, but you were a little flexible with when you started and ended each day. I think actually the company now is transitioning to a hybrid schedule of in-person and from home ever, ever since they come after COVID. So it's really interesting to see how a lot of corporate companies are moving in that direction and really listening to what people are wanting. And they're also realizing these newer kind of more hip companies, if you will, that are doing this stuff, like people know Mm -hmm. that exists. And so if you're not on the same level, people will go to another job that offers things like that. So I just think it's interesting to see how, especially just given everything that's gone on in 2020, how things were shifting before, but now we're kind of like being forced into this bigger shift. Yeah. I think a lot of corporate in air quotes companies, nine to five companies after this pandemic are really transitioning into offering people a lot of the benefits you would get from being self-employed. 
And like, I remember reading a review for a job that I was looking, looking at. And the girl was like, oh, well, I can just like tell my boss, I want to go to the gym at 11 o'clock. And she's like, okay, have fun. And I just went to the gym in the middle of the day and still took a lunch and this. And I'm like, what? Since when is this happening at a corporate job? So I think it's kind of cool that they're taking that piece of the freedom from self-employment and integrating it into corporate. Yeah. I think that will be really great going forward because then you still get the benefits and other things you lose. Yeah. um, Which made the decision to leave very hard. Um, Yeah. But I, I, I like that. That's one positive that came from this pandemic for sure was that open-mindedness because we had to figure out how to work from home and everybody's like, Oh, I didn't realize we could do this. It is interesting. I wonder, and I'm sure that this is the case, but I wonder if there's been a huge shift in people starting their own businesses since COVID just because they realized like they could, and they realized kind of more what was involved. And I also think it's interesting. Like you said, people are kind of offering companies are offering kind of a piece of those benefits of working for yourself on a corporate level. And I almost wonder if that's because I don't want to say it's like a competition, but a lot of, I feel like so many more people are now realizing they can work for themselves and that the pool of people, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. And maybe this is just my perception because of the bubble I live and work in, but I do feel like yeah. now it's a choice between, do I start my own business or do I take this job? And yeah. so yeah, to stay relevant and to make sure that they're still attracting good talent, they're having to offer better and better things. Um, but one beautiful thing I, I think that is like a really big perk of working for a really big company. Mine wasn't that big. So our benefits weren't super crazy, but there were some jobs I had applied to where it was literally like unlimited vacation time and they would reassure you. Some people say that I see you shaking your head (laughs) and it's like never the case. Um, Like, yeah, you technically have unlimited vacation time, but you're going to be made to feel extremely guilty or like you can't ever use it. Um, But one company I did apply to was like, seriously, no, like people actually use this and just like really good, like some bigger companies, usually the bigger the company. And especially like you can tell the vibe, like if it's a more millennial type of company, Mm -hmm. the better the benefits. Trying to think of some other benefits that I've seen that were pretty crazy. We had some really good ones. Um, we had health insurance that was insane, obviously. Yeah, that's a nice one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we also had like a um, fitness allowance. So like if you wanted to oh. like be a part of a gym or go to a workout class or even like hire a nutritionist, you could like send them your receipt and you would get refunded up to a certain amount. Mm-hmm. Um and then they did like step challenges where you get a discount on a Fitbit. And then if you like walk this many steps in a quarter, you would get like a Visa gift card and stuff. So they did like little fun incentives like that. And then even like the flexibility to work from home a couple of days a week was already in place before the pandemic mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And I know a lot of, even this past year, a lot of companies are starting to offer things like free mental health services. Like uh, yes. there are apps that companies can have a corporate partnership with where they offer on-demand like a therapist or something through an app. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really cool too. So I'm really excited for the people that are in the corporate space that are getting all these cool new benefits. Like I love to hear them, but yeah, I think it's just so interesting to see people's experiences and how they differ. And yeah, the one to me, the one downside of working for myself is that I do have to cover all those myself. But I think for me personally, the benefits of having more control over my schedule and like, honestly, my well being and my time outweighs the the benefits benefits. of having 
the benefits out of going to jobs. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I would never change what I did. I feel so free. And like, if you don't feel good in the morning, you can just sleep till 10 oh my and gosh, make up for it later. Yes. <laughs> and just like, like you said, I I'm totally fine with paying for the benefits myself. And there's people out there who are also entrepreneurs and are willing to help you kind of figure that stuff out because they know how hard it is to be an entrepreneur in this world. So exactly. There's, there's always resources. Yes. There's always resources. Well, this has been a fun chat because I feel like I haven't talked to anyone about this before. I know. I haven't had a chance to really reflect on both sides of it since it was a pretty recent shift for me and for you too. Yeah. Thank you everybody for listening to this. Um, If it resonates, make sure you share it. If you have any other friends that are either thinking about leaving their nine to fives or, you know, could just use some perspective, Uh, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. And if you feel called to leave a review and a rating, we would love to hear from you. Find us on Instagram at The Podcast Connector, and we will catch you in the next episode. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode. Don't forget, if you want to get booked on amazing podcasts, or if you're a podcast host and you want to get connected with some incredible guests, head over to thepodcastconnector.com to learn more about our service. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. It truly means the world to us. And extra points if you take a screenshot and tag us on social media so that we can see that you're listening. Thanks again for tuning in. Have an amazing rest of your day, and we will chat with you again next episode.